0: you this evening.
1: Yes, Father.
0: We bow to worship you. bow to adore you, O God. Thank you. Thank you, O God, for who you are. You are worthy of our praise. You are the God of all gods. You are the king of all kings. You are the ruler among the kings, O God. You are the king in the nations, O God. We thank you. We bless and exalt your holy name. Thank you for who you are. Thank you for being God, oh God. Thank you, oh God. We thank you for your majesty. Thank you for the glory that exudes from your majesty, oh God. We thank you. Thank you, oh God. We Bless your holy name. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. This evening, I just want us to thank God for uh, this week. Let's just thank him for this week. Let's thank him for the beginning, how he brought us in from Sunday. Monday, Tuesday, and today is Wednesday. We're ending Wednesday now. Let's just thank Him. Let's thank let's you, appreciate Bob. Him for uh, sustaining us. Let's appreciate Him nice. for uh, giving us life. Let's appreciate Him for giving us breath. Let's appreciate Him for all He's doing for us. Let's give Him thanks. Let's give Him thanks. Even if your days and your weeks have been challenging, I just want you to just uh, uh, thank God and know that. He's got you in his hands. He's got your back. God says He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He will be with you till the uttermost part of the earth. Just give Him praise, give Him thanks, give Him worship, exalt His holy name. He is a good God. He is a good God. He is a good Father. He is an excellent God. Father, we just want to thank you for your goodness and your mercies towards us thank you for keeping us from Sunday up until this Wednesday. Father, we thank you for keeping us, for preserving us. Thank you for providing for us, O oh God. We thank you, O oh God, for how you have met every one of our needs. We we'll declare this evening that mm-hmm. bless the Lord, O oh, my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. Yes. Father, we thank you for your benefits that yes. are abounding to us day me. by day, O oh God. Father, we we see thank your you, O God. Our circumstances, our pardon. situations may dictate something different may point to something different from your goodness but one thing that we know that our God is good that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world that our God helps us to meet our needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus that our God is making all grace abound towards us that we have in all sufficiency in all things we are bound to every good work. we thank you O God we thank you thank you for our families thank you for our children Thank you, O God, for our jobs. We thank you, O God, for life. We thank you for the breath in our nostrils. We thank you, O God, for the health you have given us. Thank you for making us strong. Thank you for preserving us. Thank you for keeping us. We thank you. We thank you, O God. You are worthy of all our praise. You are worthy of all our praise. Because you are the ruler amongst the nations. Therefore, we bow before you. We thank you, O God. Bless your holy name. That we declare this evening that Jesus is Lord. That Jesus is Lord. He is Lord indeed. He is Lord in our lives. He is Lord in our circumstance. He is Lord in our home. He is Lord over our children. He is Lord over our lives. He is Lord over everything that He has made available for us. Father, we declare your majesty. We declare your glory and your praise this evening. Thank you, O God, for bringing us. You declared in your word that where two or three are gathered together in your name, there you are in their midst, O God. Father, we just want to thank you for this evening. We want to praise you and want to exalt you. Thank you. We bless you. We glorify you. In the name of Jesus, we have worshipped. In the name of Jesus, we have worshipped. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Father, we just want to thank you this evening.
2: Thank you, Father. We
0: thank you because we have come together unto you. And your word declares that unto the Lord shall the gathering of his people be. This evening we thank you because our gathering is unto you and you alone. And we thank you because you meet every one of us at our points of need, O oh God. We bless your holy name and we give you praise. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 You can take your seat, please. Just take your seat. This evening, I just want us to, uh, apart from just sharing some thoughts, I just want us to uh, go over uh, some uh, some of the things that came up on Sunday during the Youth Sunday, and um, uh, especially uh, I hope we'll have time to be able to uh, deal with or talk about, talk about um, a question that came that was... And the question, I don't think we really, really uh, answered it, or I don't think anybody said anything, you know, towards that. Uh, Maybe people just took it for a comment, but I think it's a question that we really need to uh, try and and understand. And that question was, uh, what is the the interaction between our friends or relationship and we being called into the marketplace? I don't know if we remember that question. You asked the question. That there's, there's supposed to be, we have to uh, figure out a way where uh, our friendships kind of, sort of interact with our um, our ministry, as you know, us being called into the ministry, into the marketplace. Am I am I am I making sense? Is that is that what you're talking about? Because I think, based on what I understand, it's like uh, a lot of times. When we take certain relationships, it's easy for us to exclude, so to say, the people that we need to reach. In, am, I, am I making sense? Yeah, that sometimes, based on our relationships, we exclude certain people that we're supposed to reach. And really, God has called us uh, to, to be a minister and to, to, um, to work in the uh, marketplace or to minister in the marketplace to be able to reach people that God wants us to reach in the marketplace. But uh, before then, uh, or I think to be able to get a good crack at that question, to be able to have a good uh, uh, conversation on that, I just want us to talk about what friendship is it all about. What do we really mean by friendship? Because uh, sometimes, uh, we, sometimes we don't know what friendship is, or sometimes we mix it up, or sometimes we are very flippant about uh, the word friendship and uh, how it helps us in our walk with God, or generally how we, how we walk in life. So, uh, I'll look at friendship, we'll look at friendship, just a definition before we go into some of those uh, questions or, inter- or discussions on, on that. And uh, I want to look at friendship from the word of God, and I want to look at friendship from the perspective of how Jesus, what Jesus has to say about friendship, what does he have to say about friendship? What is friendship from a Jesus perspective, from a, from God's perspective? And I will read from uh, John fifteen, from verse thirteen to sixteen. All right. And Jesus talking about friends, you know, friendship or whatever it is, uh, friend, friendship, friendliness. Or here's what Jesus said: He said, "Greater love hath no man than this." That a man lay down his life for his friends. Alright? Now look at what he said. He said, you are my friends. That's Jesus Christ saying it now. He said, you are my friends. If you do whatsoever, I command you. I want you to take note of that. You are my friends. If you do whatsoever, I command you. Look at what he said in verse 15. Henceforth, I call you not servants... For the servant knows not what his Lord does. But I have called you friends. For all things that I have heard of my father, I have made known unto you. This is the big one, verse 16. And the first line or the first sentence there is really, 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 I want us to take attention to take note of that. You have not chosen me. But I have chosen you and ordained you, that you should go and bring forth fruit, and that your fruit should remain, that whatsoever you shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. So from Jesus' perspective, what is friendship, if we're going to look at it this way? He said, greater love has no man than this, than for a man to lay down his life for his friend. Alright? And so if I'm going to define, based on what Jesus is saying here, yeah, if I put everything together, let me just define it and put it all together now you know, before you know, I try to break some things down. If I want to put all of it together and give it just one simple definition of what friendship is from a God perspective or from a Jesus perspective, it's going to mean simple. That friendship is family apart from blood. Apart from blood. Friendship is family apart from blood. Blood, blood, blood. You know. So, um, in other words, what do I mean? If you and I are from the same family, if we say we're family, you're my brother, right? I mean, I mean, natural, natural bro- brother. Now, you know, you are my family, right? The reason why you are my brother is going to be either we're born of the same mother, or we have. Same ancestry, right? We're from the same, you know, we have same ancestry or we are born of the, same, of, of, of the same mother, which is the blood aspect of it, all right? So you and I as Christians, we're the family of God. Why? Because there was blood that was involved in. that's why we're family, all right? The blood of Jesus brings us together and that's why we're family, all right? But when it comes to friendship, when it comes to friendship, when it comes to friendship, it is also family, because the, in, in, friend, in friendly relationships, the things that are required in friendly relationships are the, also, are the same things that are also required in a family relationship. That's why the Bible talks about love. It says, you know, it says, greater love has no man than this. That a man should do what? Should lay down his life for, for a friend. In other words, the same things that are required of a family are the same things that are required of friendship. Am I making sense? Am I? Alright? So, but the difference between a family and a friend is that for one, blood is involved. For the other, choice is involved. Alright? So, your family, you don't have a say in the kind of people that are going to be your family, your natural family. But for your friends, you have a choice in it. And there are deliberate actions. There are things that are required. There are deliberate actions you have to take. To be able to make sure that the friendship works. All right. So friendship is what? Family apart from blood. All right. In other words, friendship is family by choice. I don't know if I'm making sense. All right. So now. If friendship is family by choice, or let, let, me, let, me, let me digress from that. Let me digress and, so that we can get this concept very well. To be able to understand the concept of friendship or friendliness or friends very well, we have to look at, you know, the best way is maybe by deduction. And, and what I mean by that is, let's look at the opposite of friendship. When you when you, say, uh, when you say somebody is your friend, the opposite of that is what? Enemy. Alright? So, If you want to understand friendship, you have to understand what an enemy is. If you know what an enemy is and you look at the opposite, you will understand what friendship is all about. You'll be able to understand that concept of friendship. So, for instance, your enemy does not desire good for you. All right? But if somebody is your friend, he has to do the opposite of that. He has to always desire good for you. All right? Your enemy wants to destroy you if he has a chance. Your, Your friend wants to do what? Build you up. All right. So you look at all that opposites of the enemy, and then you uh, you you interpose that and figure out what the opposite of friendship is supposed to be. All right. So what am I saying? In essence, I'm saying that tapping from what was said, because I know one of the one of the youths said something about uh, about the fact that um, he said. Everybody is not your friends. There are some people that are just your acquaintance. And then we, uh, we, we, we change those relationships of acquaintances and we take them for friendship. But friendship is much more deeper than what a lot of the youth or a lot of us, are, you know, we, we, we refer to as friends. A lot of people are not our friends. They are just our acquaintances, all right? Because friendship is much deeper. It's a much deeper operation. It's a family operation than somebody just coming to you and just, you know, uh, you just know somebody. You say hi because you greet somebody, you know, on the corridor or every time, does not mean they're your friend. Or because uh, you have visited somebody or somebody invited you for their party, does not mean you are their friend. Friendship is a lot deeper and a lot uh, uh, stronger and a lot more effective or it has a lot more repercussion or effects on our lives than the acquaintances that we have. So, for instance, when the Bible, actually when the Bible talks about Um, It says, uh, evil communication corrupts good manners. It's actually talking about friendship there. All right? In other words, if I meet you, if all that we do a lot of times is, you know, we walk in the same place. Let's say, you know, we walk in the hospital and all of that. And all we just do is we, we meet on the corridor. We talk on the corridor. And then we say hi. And after that, it's difficult for you to really be able to have an impact on my life. Now, you can, but it's minimal. All right, but it's different from somebody that I spend most of my time with. All right, we do things together. We uh, like the same things, so to say. We understand the same things. We want the same thing. It is easier for that kind of person to have more impact on me than it is for uh, just an acquaintance to have an impact on me. And that's why, you see, friendship is friendship is 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 apart from our families. All right, apart from our families, the next group of people that have effect on us, that effect or that impact our life most are the friends that we have. And that's why the Bible was saying that evil communication corrupts what? It corrupts good manners. In other words, if we interpose it again and you say good communication or good friendship does what? It impacts you positively. It helps you to get to where you are going to. So those are just some of the thoughts I'm thinking of of as, as friendship. But there's another difference between friendship and family based on what Jesus said. Because if you read what we read, if you, if you, if you, if you observe what we have read from uh, John 15, you will find out that in some way, in somehow, it is, uh, it is contrary to the message of grace. Right? Because we talk about grace. We say, God does not, uh, you, know, you are a child of God. He does not you know it's not what you do that makes you a child of god that makes you accepted to him that makes you that makes god want to bless you it is not because of what you do or how you do it or who you are it's just because you are just born of god am i correct that's what we talk about grace that it's just because you are born of god all right but this scripture in john chapter 15 do we now say because it looks like it is not uh it is contrary to what we know about grace because it's giving you conditions, right? He say you are my friends if you do what? If you do something. All right? He say you are my friends if you keep my commandments. Am I correct? That's what he said. He said you are my friends if you keep my commandments. That's you know that's that's a commandment. So, do we say okay or do we, do we do we say this is oh this is not New Testament this is not part of what which you live by as Christians because you know grace tells us that uh, you don't have to do anything you don't have to uh, you don't have to believe anything oh, no let me not say believe you have to believe God <laughs> but you don't have to do something to get something all right but now Jesus Christ is giving us conditions he's telling us that you are my friends if you do what if you obey my commandments. So that is anti-whatever now. You know, it's, 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 it's like it's anti-grace or the, the grace message. But the truth about it is, right? The, the truth about this is it does not preclude you as a Christian. Why? Because we have different levels of relationship with God. All right? There are different levels of relationships that we have with God. Now, one of the relationships we have with God is that we're children of God. To be a child of God, you don't need to do anything. You just need to accept Jesus Christ. All right? It's not because of the rights that you have done or the bad that you have done. The Bible even tells us that our righteousness are like what? They're like filthy rags. All right? So to be a child of God, to be accepted into the kingdom of God, to be a part of the family of God, you don't need to do anything. You just need to be born into the family. Just like my children, just like my, you know, my, my two children now, they don't need to do anything to be part of my family. All they need to do is just be born into my family. All right? Am I making sense? All they need to do is just be born into my family. However, there's also a level of relationship that we, that we have different from being born into the family of God. In other words, their relationship, you know, the Bible calls us what? Sons of God. All right? There's one that the Bible calls us the sons of God. There's another one that the Bible calls us what? The friends of God. The Bible talks about Abraham. It said Abraham was the friend of God. There's another situation where the God calls Abraham the servant of God. All right? So we have so many different relationships. In, in, in one area, the Bible calls us the seed of God. All right? In another place, the Bible calls us uh, the bride of Christ or the bride of God. So we have so many kinds of relationships. All right? And every kind of relationship comes With its own, uh, with its own, how do I put that word now? You said? It comes with its own requirement. Yes, it comes with its own requirements. All right? It comes with its own requirement. So, now, to be born again, to be born into the family of God, the requirement is just be born, just like in in the family. All right? Now, but when it comes to friendship, even though friendship Has a family connotation in some ways. All right. There's a connotation of family. There's a sense of family there. But also, family, I mean friendship in some sense is transactional. If you are going to be my friend, there are going to be transactions. That's why the Bible says he that must be friendly, or or, he that has he that's he would have many friends must be must also make himself what? Friendly. In other words, there's a condition for that. Alright, to be friends, there's a condition. To be a friend, there's a condition. Alright? So, in the same way, that's what Jesus Christ was saying. He said, you are my friends if you, in other words, it is possible for us to be the children of God and we are not the friends of God. Because friendship comes with its own transactions. It comes with its own condition. And that's what Jesus Christ is saying here. He's saying, if you do what? He said, if you, he said, if you obey my commandments, then you are my Friends, so in other words, what am I saying? We have different relationships with God. The different relationships have different requirements, and every requirement must be met. To be a child of God, this this might sound this might sound uh, distant, but to be a child of God in a real sense, if I'm a child of God, right? I don't require to be. I'm not required to be fruitful. Just like this child, right? Why is he your child? He's your child because, you know, blood was involved. You carried him for nine months and all of that. And every other thing that he's going to, you know, every other thing is just secondary. All right? He's not your child because uh, he's going to give you grandchildren. Whether he gives you grandchildren or not, you are still, he's still your child. Am I correct? He's your child not because he's going to go to all A's. Whether he gets all A's or not, he's still your child. All right? All right. So he's not your child because uh, he's going to Harvard. All right? Whether he goes to Harvard or he does not go to college at all, he's still going to be your child. All right? That is because there's nothing required. You don't require, you're not required to be. In the same way, with God, being a child of God, you, you understand what I'm saying now? Being a child of God does not require, you know, you anything. All right? But being a friend of God requires you to be fruitful. That's why he said. So this scripture in John chapter fifteen is actually talking about friendship with God. It's, it's an analysis of the requirements of friendship with God. I don't know if I'm making sense here. So there's always, you know, there's always requirements. There's always responsibility for being a friend. All right. So how do we when we interpose it to ourselves? What does that mean? You cannot go around and think that everybody is your what? Your friend. There are requirements for being friends, just like it is with Jesus Christ. All right? So, for number one, it has to be a total and complete commitment to love between the two of you, between, between the two guys. All right? And how, what was the definition of love, of that kind of love? All right? was it? Love is gentle. Love is kind. Love is long-suffering. Love is uh, uh, it does not rejoice at good. Does uh, not, not, not rejoice at evil, but rejoice at good, and all those things in First Corinthians thirteen. Those are the those are the requirements if you want to know the kind of love that somebody should have for you as a friend. You go through First uh, uh, Corinthians thirteen and look at all those things, and look at all those requirements, and look at all those requirements. Are those things are they being fulfilled, and are you fulfilling them towards your other friend? All right. If they are not there, then I'm sorry. You're just friendly. You're not friends. And there are differences between that. All right? Because a friend, like I said, has to be looking out for you. He has to be looking out for you. He has to be uh, wanting your good. He has to be trying to advance you and advance, you know, your situation. Looking for how he will improve you. Looking for how he will increase you and, and all of that. All right? Then number two that Jesus Christ told us about friendship here in, in this. He said, he said you're my friends because why? Everything that my father has told me is what also I'm telling you. In other words, when there's friendship, if there's a friendly or if there's a, fr- if, there's a relationship, if there's a friend relationship or whatever it is, I don't know how to say that now. If you are relating with somebody based on friendship, you guys will open up your hearts and open up your mind to yourselves. And we have that kind of perfect example, you know, with, with David and Jonathan. When David and Jonathan, the way they expressed their friendships, alright? And David looked out for Jonathan so much that it was at his own detriment. All right. Even his father was looking at him. You, you, this guy, you must, something must have gone wrong with you. You must have, you know, something is something is not working right. How do you love your friend better than yourself? Your friend is even wanting to take your birthright. What should be your birthright by nature, your birthright. And that is not even a thing of concern for you. So friendship has to do with, you know. A complete, you know, sense of love and a complete giving up of of yourself to the relationship, just like a family. However, like I said, there's a transactional connotation to that, which is when you do that, there's supposed to be a reciprocation of the same for that friendship to be in existence. Unlike the family, all right, the family does not—you don't need a reciprocation in, in terms of family. Because, you know, because blood is involved. Because ancestry is involved. Right? The person can decide not to be friendly with you. He's still your brother. We know today that Esau and Jacob are brothers. There's no way you can say it, But they were the worst of enemies. Alright? Their, their life was different. They hated themselves. Their generations have hated themselves. But you still cannot take that fact away. That they are what? Brothers. They are family. But for friendship, it's not like that. It's difficult to divorce your family. Alright? But it's easy to divorce friendship, even though it has a family connotation too, and then there's another angle to it. I don't know if I'm making sense. Am I, am I? Am I making sense? And I'm saying this so that we will so that when we go into this conversation now, I want us to know what friendship is, so that. You know, we'll see how how does that impact, or how does does that impede, or does that enhance our marketplace ministry. So I'm just trying to give us a a, a general concept of what friendship is all about, so we can look at it from that uh, from that uh, question. So, I will stop here for the meantime before, uh, so that I don't, I don't uh, take too much of your time, and uh, we can go into that conversation and then we'll pray before they say. But is there any question, anything about what I've said before we actually go into what I really want us to, to talk about? Is there any question, any addition, any subtraction? Any disagreement? Yes.
3: To add to this, there because um, oh, as born again Christians, uh, when we go into relationship with God, we start like um, let me explain it like a threefold, the uh, threefold ways, like in thirty folds, like in sixty folds, and in hundred. We has stages. There are stages of your relationship with God. The thirty folds is the one that you explained that. Uh, when you start a friendship, you are not really close to that person. Until you develop that relationship with God, then you go into that 60 fold where you have deeper meaning of having, having to, you, when you talk to God that you don't even call him God again, you begin to call him daddy. I want to just talk to you. It's your prayer don't seem to be prayer again. It becomes a conversation with God and that's level, you have left that 30 fold and you are now in the 60 fold realm whereby you can just release with God on personal level God, how do you do today? one day I was coming from Longersville oh. after I said, I said I just said God, I just want to talk to you now I parked you in my car we need to talk something like that that's the friendship it has gone to another level now It's not about prayer again It's about I just want to talk to God about something and immediately he started talking to me back and I was listening to him and we talked for a long time. That's the 34 Then the friendship we are talking about can even go to a deeper level because that one of Abraham is a deeper level of 100 folds. These people, even if God don't do anything for them, they still believe that it's still God. They don't care whether they ask for something and they don't receive, they still believe him to the extreme. So you can compare that one to a 30-fold, whether that somebody just becomes born again and sees, uh, sees, uh, the person is still learning a few things about the Bible. <clears throat> so that relationship is just like getting started. But when you go to a deeper level, you have a personal relationship with God. And that's 60-fold, 100 that I'm talking about. Then you become really friend. And that one we can also apply to our friendship, too. we don't just pick anybody and say, these are our friends. We have to have so many things in common, you know, like don't be easily yoked with the unbelievers or, you know, don't don't go too far. With somebody that you know is not going to improve you spiritually, you don't go far with them. Those friends, they don't, There are certain area of the sitting room, just like you have three places in your sitting room. You have the, there are certain, you know, some people have like two sitting rooms. There are one that they they usually take their deep friends too, and they are one that everybody that, that comes into the house you just you know allow them to come into that one you give them drinks and they are deeper one that mm, this one they don't see you have to go inside you know without friendship meaning that uh, friendship at deeper level. And so, oh, okay. Okay.
1: Thank you. but I guess isn't that doesn't that also speak to what your question was? Is that? look at people as in, well, they are not, they are really still acquaintances or something. Sometimes we don't talk to them and have that relationship that, what is our marketplace ministry? Because I know, like, when you asked the question in the beginning, I was like, wow, that is true, that we sometimes like, I'm at work, and I'm supposed to be in marketplace ministry, but because sometimes I'm dealing with my maybe supervisor, or someone I work with, just a coworker, and maybe because maybe they irritate something in me sometimes, I... Block them off from doing my makeup and I'm like, oh well, this person doesn't. They don't deserve yeah. me ministering to them. They are just the person that is going to annoy me today. This is my annoying person. And then I'm going to church work, saying, oh, I'm going to take control. And I'm ordained minister of God. And I get there and I put them in a block in a box. And it's that. I think sometimes we put that block and we don't realize, like you said, we have to use the. First Corinthians thirteen, and when you said that again, I was like, "It's true. We have to use that First Corinthians thirteen as our mark." Okay, what am I doing doing with this person? Yes, love holds no record of wrong. So yeah, when I go to work and this person is acting outside of what I desire for them, and you see, you know what? God has called me to something else because because of my relationship with God, I need to desire to do better and not always give people a, a fail when something goes on. But I think it's a work in progress. Because I mean, you say it, I was like, hmm, that's true. I really don't, even with my relationships that I have that I call, I call the certain ladies I have that I don't even call them friend anymore. I call them sisters because I know that, I mean, like Tanita, I can call her at like 11 o'clock at night, and I don't text most people after 9 o'clock, like, hey, I'm having this problem in question. And she answers me because we have that relationship. It can get better, but I know there are certain people that I would not even dare text after 9 o'clock. But, hi, no, okay, hey, I'm having, my blood pressure is high. I text her, and she'll answer me like, oh, this was going to, this is what we're going to do. And even if I don't text her, she checks back on me, because we've gone to a different level in our relationship. So I just think that you're right. We need to evaluate what relationship and friendship is. And what we're actually saying is, because I don't think there's anybody that cannot be a friend. I don't think we should limit people. You say, oh, this person is... I know he says evil communication corrupts good manners. But I also think that if we are praying and asking God to consciously help us, that there are, yes, there are certain bad manners that people have, but are we going to make the bad manners more important than the God that is in us? Because I don't think Jesus was worried about the the drunk or the prostitute or the adulterer he, making not, him. An, he, he, didn't, he, he wasn't worried, that oh, you're going to make me a drunk if I deal with you. And I think sometimes we worry so much about that person influencing us that we block them off, and then then what is the point?
0: Okay, I get you. Can you before I before I say before I say what I want to say? Can you? Um,
2: I think that's a you know towards the end of Salvation's comment a very good point um, because sometimes we do block people. I know I remember when I was um, very young in my faith. I just took this notion that, oh, I don't do all these things anymore. So I kind of disassociated myself with um, certain friends. And now that I'm more mature in my faith, I kind of regret that. Because if we're supposed to be the light um, of Christ, you know, and I think of certain things, not saying that I can prevent things, but what if I had made myself available um, along as I'm getting more... I guess closer to God and allowing my my friends at that time to see fully see that change. Could that have made a better impact? And I and I, so I, sometimes I just struggle with that whole concept of oh you can't associate yourself with with um, I guess unbelievers or you know. But but how would we impart true change if they don't see the truth you know that's in us that has made us Different. I don't know.
0: Okay, okay. I, I, I get the conversation.
4: Well, uh, just the dimension that Jesus um, had um have with the have with his uh, disciples. You have twelve disciples. You have three that are, you know. Peter, James, and John, and you now have one, which is John, that was so close. And I I believe the context of what we're talking about is a friend, not an acquaintance. For example, today I was telling my wife, we're sharing on the same topic about friends. And I said something, I said, the friend, the enemy of my friends is my enemy. What do I mean by that? The enemy of my friend is my enemy. And the friend of my friend is my friend. And she was like, what are you talking about? I said, you have church friend. You have workplace, marketplace friend, which are just acquaintances. But you have close friend and that you relate so well with. So, and it's not that those ones that you call uh, acquaintances, they are enemies. But I'm talking in the context of some acquaintances that you were friends with, stab you, you know, at your back, that is so bad. Of course, you're forgiving them, but you are like, I don't think we can do, we can continue to do all those stuff as Christian anymore. Not because I hate you, I love you, <clears throat> but just stay where you are. <clears throat> so I believe that is, uh, I believe that's the contest. I believe I'm looking at the point uh, from the uh, perspective of Jesus himself. He has a three dimension. And not that the disciples, they were together, but those ones that are very close to him, uh, the one that was close to Jesus peter also have to tell there's a place in the Bible <clears throat> excuse me my voice the place in the Bible that Peter uh, need to, to ask uh, John what the master is saying I'm I've forgotten that place okay. so it's like a communication just like uh, my dear sister said there that our relationship with God must pass the surface there must be a very very deep at uh, deep calling to deep Friendship. Okay. Thank you. Um, okay. Before we, go, before
0: we do any this thing, okay, you can give it to him. But I just want to, you know, ask anything. Is it possible to positively affect people without having a relationship with them? Is it possible? Yeah. Okay. All right. So let's put that in mind to another. Then I'll come.
5: Okay. I think we have already started the discussion and the marketplace of okay the The issue of uh, friendship and family, you made a deep uh, uh, we tried to make a deep study on them and we, 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 we sort of remove ourselves and learn from ourselves, fearing who will be our friend. And who is, uh, who is not afraid? Who is a, a family member? In the workplace work or marketplace uh, ministry, we should ask ourselves, why do we minister to, to people? W- what is the purpose? Are we just telling them who we are? W- what God has done through us? Or attempting to build a relationship with them. Who is is Peter before Jesus met him? Who is John? Who is James? Jesus did not even know James. It was John that brought James. It was uh, Matthew that went to bring Bartholomew. So, in issue of friendship, One person must initiate it. That's why where we read, Jesus made it clear. He said, you did not choose me. It's me that chose you. So when you are using your life, your value system, your words, to minister in, in your workplace, you have made an attempt to choose that person to be your friend. If you don't have it in your mind, you cannot touch that life. Jesus has already touched the life of the the followers, the people that are around them. They only see see him as master. In your your workplace, you cannot hide your identity. Even if if they didn't see you as a pastor, they didn't see you as, as a bishop, they will see that there is something in this life that when you let her identify yourself, you say, Hey, I said it, I said it. So when you are ministering, if you are not having the mind of creating a relationship, you're only obeying the instruction the pastor gave. But if you are ministering to anybody, have it in your mind that you have chosen that person to be your friend. Then when you choose that person, Jesus gave a, a, a condition that though I have chosen you to be my friend, for you to, to, to respond, be my friendship, you must obey my instruction. He did not say, unless you obey my instruction, then I will choose you. You have chosen them before. Then another thing in, uh, in ministry... You talk of uh, family. Which one is deeper? Is it friendship or family? The person you are ministering to. You are telling the person, though I have chosen you to be my friend. But my desire, where I'm going to, is for me, for, for two of us, to be of the same family. So your friend will let her grow to become your family. To, to become your, your family. If you don't have the desire or demand of touching life, then the, the marketplace ministry becomes a religion and a waste. Okay, okay.
0: thank you. Thank you. That's, uh, that's good. So, so sometimes uh, the Bible talks about, okay. Right.
3: Like, the, uh, like the Abraham situation that like, uh, God called Abraham his uh, friend, right, yeah. that is conditional too. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, there are some qualities that God has seen in Abraham mm-hmm. that conferred that friendship, that made uh, God to say, yeah, because uh, we have so many people in the Bible at that time, we have Lot who happened to be the brother of okay, Abraham. Yeah, yeah. Um, God never called Lot a friend. So there are conditions that you know, Hebra has fulfilled that made God to say, "That's my friend." And the con- one of the conditions is his faithfulness.
5: Okay.
3: So, before you chose your friend in the marketplace, you must have seen some qualities that look like the one that is uh, resemble yours. Before you now say, "Okay, this person will go to a deeper level." And as he has, as uh, you know, he said, he said. So, you know, so there are some friends that you even respect, you, you, you even talk to them more departments than your family. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay.
3: I mean, you have some family that you cannot even discuss, you cannot go far. The Bible says that a friend, it says, uh, so, huh? is it what?
0: Yes, that stays closer than a friend than a Yeah, brother.
3: Yeah, very close yes. friend yeah. that you know so you discuss uh, something, uh-huh, yes. you discuss yes. deeper stuff than uh, uh, your, even your family. Yeah. So what we are talking about is about, you know, the friendship we are going to have in marketplace, they should have the qualities. Not that we are going to uh, or, um, not have relationship with people, we are going to be friends with them on certain level. But when we talk of that deeper one, there are some qualities, you know, we, that we've seen in them that will make, the make us to say, okay, this, I'm going to take this. Friendship to another level. Okay, um, because
0: w- I heard everything everybody has said, right? And uh, it's this uh, thing. But my 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 point or my question is this: Do people have to be our friends before we impact them in the marketplace? That's that's the point I'm trying to. You see, that's the point I'm trying to drive at: that people, because. Um, Two weeks ago, or two, two Saturday, yeah, two Saturday, Saturday before last, I was so, I was privileged to be with uh, some guys, and there was one guy amongst them who had the most impact on my Christian life, Barnon, The most impact on my Christian life, the guy was celebrating his 70th birthday, and I was one of the people who had to who had to talk at that esteem. Uh, He's 70 years old. He's about 20 years older than me, about 20-something years older than me. I mean, maybe almost 20 years older than me, all right? And at the time he started influencing my life, I was too young to be his friend. I don't know if I'm making sense. Yeah. At the time he started influencing my life, I was too young to be his friend. We're not even, you know, we're not even, we're not even, uh, it wasn't even close. It was more like a, an uncle or a, a father figure or something like that to me at the time, you know. And I learned so many things, you know, from that guy. He was, you know, he was like, you know, I learned, you know, I, I watched the guy's life. And most of these things that I'm, do, that I'm saying about this guy, it was from afar. I was looking at it. He was actually influencing me by proxy, all right, from afar. So I looked at how he behaved with his wife. I loved it. I wanted to do it. I looked at how he raised his children. I loved it. I wanted to do it. I looked at how he lived his life for Christ. I loved it. I wanted to do it. All right? And that was what drew me, drew me, drew me closer, closer, closer to God at the time as, you know, as as I was young. Because the guy's goodness, his gentleness, his kindness to the kids around was just so, it was so, I mean, it was so magnetic. The guy was just such a magnetic person that even though we were too young to be his friends, you know, he was influencing us for Christ. And most of us in that neighborhood, in the neighborhood where I grew up, it was, it was a big estate that I grew up, most of us were pulled to that church. And everybody that you see that I was going to talk about uh, this thing, they will tell you, uh, Pastor Emmanuel was the guy that brought me to Christ. Not that he said anything to me, not that he ministered to me, but because of the way he just lived his life. And the one or two interactions that I had with him, just, you know, just showed me Christ. A lot of people, you know, they, I've heard people who say, "Oh, Pastor Emmanuel was Jesus Christ." I read it was the it was the Bible that was open to me. It was the thing. So what I'm saying in essence is, the guy had so much impact on my Christian life, especially my foundational Christian life. He had so much impact on my life like no any other person. And yet we are not friends. All right, there was another guy that came. Who was who ended up being a pastor at the time? This are, I'm talking. These are many. This is many years ago. I was. I was. Late, I was still a teenager at that time. And this guy too. The kind of impact they had on my life, and they were just, you know, they were just people living in neighborhoods. They were just living in neighborhood, just somewhere, you know, in the neighborhood they had their children. Their children are about the same, almost about the same age, you know, as myself and all of that. But we, the impact was so much, that, you know, it affected, it affected my life. Do we have any, any example like that in scriptures? Yes, we do have examples like that in scriptures. What is one example? Zacchaeus. Jesus Christ was not a friend with Zacchaeus, right? Am I correct? They, they, he, he, they never, at least were not told that they ever had any kind of relationship or any kind of um, any kind of um, interactions before, yes. You know, But he has heard about Jesus Christ he has heard about his ministry. He has heard about, you know, the way Jesus did, and he knew that my salvation laid in this guy's said, What am I drawing to? What am I, what, am I, what am I drawing to at the end of the day? Maybe to answer your question, is that whether we have friendships or acquaintances or wherever, as long as we're in the marketplace, we are not supposed to, we're supposed to be, uh, we're supposed to live our lives authentically the way Christ wants us to live it. And those are the ways that we can become, um, we can become effective, or effective ministries or we can operate effective ministries in the marketplace, all right? So I know, uh, I know people, and I can tell you about people and different kind of experiences that I've had that, you know, nothing, no kind of relationship, no kind of, this thing, you know, you just see the person, you just like them, you just influence them. Why? Because those, person, those people were living authentically as children of God, wherever they are. Alright? Now, wh- I'm not saying, I'm not saying that, um, I'm not saying that you should not be friends to everybody. Alright? And I'm not saying you should be friends to everyone. That's, that's not what I'm talking about. But I'm saying that even if you have a, a friendly relationship, I mean, even if you don't have a friendly relationship, or the friendly relationship is at a very, very level, it still does not hinder your effectiveness, or should not hinder your effectiveness in the marketplace as a minister of the gospel. Everybody is your terrain, it's your place. You don't have to be your boss's friend before you can influence him. You don't have to be. This. I remember when I, the first job I did, the first the first job I, I had many years ago, I walked, I worked in this organization and i can gladly i, I mean i can authentically or authoritatively tell you that that organization is the most corrupt organization in the world i can tell you that i mean because i was right there i was right there in the i was right there in the in that, in that organization if you if you know nigeria very well that place is called nnpc all right i worked in nnpc and i did not just work in nnpc i worked I, I worked as an accountant in nnpc at the time I, and i worked as a I worked as a stock accountant. And as a stock accountant, I mean, that's why you make, you make millions like this. Like this. You make millions. Like this. I remember one day my boss called me. Mr. Ekanen is his man's name. He called me. He looked at me the way we were doing He looked at me the way I was doing my job. He looked at me, looked at me, looked at me. He said, Larry, I said, sir. He said, you will never be rich. And I'm, like, and I'm like, why? It's what I see. That's how I relate with you. Uh, I, I, I relate with you based on love. I relate with you based on uh, uh, the freedom of expression. I'm showing you everything that my father has shown me. That's what Jesus told us. He said, I'm showing you everything that my, that my father has shown me. There's no barrier. There's nothing that I'm keeping away from you. That's what friendship is all about. Our friendship with him is that there's nothing he's holding. He's not withholding anything from us. He's exposing his mind. He's exposing his life. He's exposing his heart to us. What the Father has given to us. I just want us to just begin to pray and just begin to thank him for the, for the grace to reciprocate. He has chosen us. Let's ask for grace to be able to reciprocate, to reciprocate, to reciprocate this friendship that he has called us into. God has called us friend. He said, Hilato, I have called you friends. From now on, I'm calling you friends, not servants. I am calling you friends, not servants. That's what he said. Father, we just want to thank you this evening because you called us friends. We are your friends. We are your friends. We are your friends. We have a relationship with you. And thank you for taking us into deeper levels of friendships with you, O oh God. In the name of Jesus, that our lives are beginning to be an expression of your commandments and the things that you have told us and the things that are are about God concerning us. Father, we just want to thank you and we bless you, we glorify you. Thank you for making us friends. We thank you for that place where we are, that we have a relationship with you, where your heart is exposed to us, your heart is open to us. You said you have chosen us. You yourself chose us. We did not choose you, you chose us. And you ordained us and you called us to become friends. Father, we thank you. We bless you, we appreciate you. Thank you, O God, for that manifestation of the friendship of God in this assembly, O God, in the name of Jesus. That as friends of God in this assembly, in this, in this congregation, we are walking in the fullness of the fact that your commandments make meaning to us. That we are being fruitful, O God, because we are your friends. You are making us fruitful in the name of Jesus. Thank you for every man, every woman that is a part of this assembly, work Fan, World Outreach Church for All Nations. We thank you, O God, because there shall be a performance of your word. Concerning friendship in everyone's life, oh God. We thank you and we bless you. We glorify you. We exalt you. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you. We bless you. And we honor you. We glorify you. In the name of Jesus, we have prayed. In the name of Jesus, we have prayed. Father, this evening, we just want to thank you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the expression of your word. Father, we thank you that this evening, we are reassured again. And we know and we understand. That you yourself called us. You yourself chose us to be your friends. It was not our idea to be your friend at all. But it was your own idea. That we should be your friend. We are, so that's why we can declare this evening. That we are the friends of God. We can declare that God is our friend this evening. Because you chose us. It was your idea. It was your purpose. It was your intention, oh God. Father, this evening we we'll just pray for everyone. Every one person here, oh God. That you give us the grace to be able to reciprocate this fact that you have called us to be friends, that we also will be able to be your friends indeed, O God, in the name of Jesus, and we'll grow from grace to grace, from one level of and degree of glory to the other in our friendship relationship with you. We thank you, O God, and help us, O God, and guide us to be able also to be a friend of one another, O God, that we might relate with one another the way you want to be related to, O God, because we know and we understand that if we are friends with you, we also have to be friends with others, O God. Father, we thank you. You give us the grace. You give us the strength. You give us the ability, oh God. And you give us the the, the enablement to be able to be friends and friends indeed. Father, we thank you. I will bless you. In the name of Jesus, we have prayed.